my mind rebels at stagnation. Give me problems, give me work, give me the most abstruse cryptogram with the most intricate analysis, and I am in my own proper atmosphere. I can dispense with artificial stimulants, but I abhor the dull routine of existence. I crave for mental exaltation. That is why I have chosen my own particular profession, or rather created it, for I am the only one in the world. I am Nate Baranowski here with my most trusted assistant, Stephen Robles, and this is Movies on the Side. <laughs> Boom. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Nate. We will get to that. Now, I apologize. I might have um, a little trouble hearing you uh, still this week because uh, my ears are still a little stopped up, we'll say. Oh, man. So, can you give us a little bit of uh, just a quick follow-up? Yeah, a little FOFU, a foreign object follow-up. I'm not sure if that's that uh, usually how that acronym is used. No, no, absolutely. That's it's follow up. Okay, that's, got it. That's 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 uh, it's a podcasting lingo, you know. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah. F you. <laughs> so anyway, go on. My my ears were not seeming to improve. They they were feeling clogged and irritable, much like myself. And <laughs> I I said I I cannot. It was it was almost Thanksgiving. This was uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and I said to myself, I can't go four days without getting this checked out, you know, long Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. So I went back to the doctor. You know, you don't see the doctors anymore. You see the, the nurse practitioners. So it's all a nurse practitioner. And she said, well, tell me what happened. And I proceeded to recall the story. And as soon as I mentioned that a, that, that a bug went in my ear, she recoiled in fear and said, ah, Because you are I can't a carrier. She said, I literally have anxiety attacks about this. I, we can't talk about it. I said, well, this is going to be a problem because <laughs> we, we have to talk about what this. Do I, yeah, what, what do I do now? So she, she eventually got over it. She said she wanted to see the picture of it, but she wanted me to hold it like far away from her. It was a strange, strange encounter. You have a strange group of physicians that you go to. <laughs> well, I'm waiting This is for... in some sort of medical facility, right? This is not just like... No, no. This, this is an, a legitimate medical uh... center. <laughs> no, no. This is not a house call by Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> legitimate practice. I'm, I'm waiting for the day that I can see Dr. Baranowski, but I don't know when that day is going to come. Right. So. Absolutely. She was so very anyway. excited too. Man, if we lived in the same place as Steven, I could get those alligator forceps. I'd dig that thing out no problem. I would absolutely trust her to do it. I would have preferred that she right. do it. But anyway. She could have been your Dane. <laughs> the Dane. The Dane <laughs> to your bug problem. To get a little inside baseball, I, I go back and listen to our, our podcast because even I enjoy them, which I think is a good sign <laughs> You know that, that I enjoy listening to us. And when you, when you said that maybe that's a title, Pass down. I, I laugh every time I hear that. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> the Dane. At least we're entertained by our own podcast. That's half the battle. That's, it is. It, yes. Yes. So anyway, this nurse practitioner, she looked at my ears, uh, and it's weird because both my ears have felt like they're both clogged. Like it's sure. like I'm sticking my fingers in both ears. Psychosomatic that- symptoms. Yep. <laughs> I said, listen, I'm not a hypochondriac. Which I think is the first but, step of doing your hypochondriac. But you've, well, but you've experienced a traumatic event. Exactly. So I said, why, why is my good ear, the one that has never had a roach in it, this way? 
And she said, you know, the kind of line that doctors say, you know, well, it's all connected. It's all connected. You know, you could have gotten a roach uh, in between your toes and, and it would have clogged up both your ears. Yeah, I have know? questions about that because, I mean, unless there's a breach through the old eardrum, it ain't all connected. Well, That's something a- some, something about the sinuses and I, I don't, something. I don't know. So anyway, she looked at my good ear. She said, yeah, it's a little red, but uh, it's fine there. I said, okay, well, I still can't hear out of it, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she looked in, in the, the bug uh, recently evacuated ear. And she's like, yeah, no, it, that looks fine too. Just a little red. Uh, I do see some debris, which had me a little concerned. Debris. She said, hey, you know, it might be scar tissue. It might be carcass. You know, it, it, it's fine either way. So I mean, they like to know legs, so what are the odds you get all the legs? And uh, Dane got one leg. My wife got the other leg. You know, two like guys two. walking to a bar. <laughs> yeah, anyway. You know, that two-legged bug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she said, I will give you some antibiotics and uh, you'll be fine. So now I'm taking oral antibiotics. I got two different ear drops. Still feels like I got my fingers plugged in my ears. So I can hear about every, word, every other word you say. I can hear it. So we, we should oh, be man. fine. But you're playing injured, and I appreciate it. Absolutely. Let me tell you something that my uh, soon-to-be physician wife told me when I okay. recounted um, your follow-up to the story, because I'm keeping her abreast yes. of the situation. Uh, yeah, please and do. And she said, for those out there, this is a kind of a public service announcement, for those out there who have this happen to them, what mm. can sometimes work is if you pour a, a kind of a viscous oil into your ear, um, you can potentially kind of float it out to the surface. So like some <laughs> olive oil. This is a true thing. Yeah, you yeah. Pour the olive oil or some sort of oil in there and uh, potentially, unless they're really lodged in there, you might <laughs> be able to just kind of float them back out. <laughs> I, I read that online after the fact also. Oh, okay. Uh, vegetable Look, oil, olive time. oil. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. There <laughs> will be no next time. I understand. <laughs> no next time. Plugged for life. That's right. So did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I did. I was with uh, my in-laws on Thanksgiving. I feasted. I did exactly as I spoke of in the last episode. If you didn't get a chance to go listen to it, listeners, we talked about Thanksgiving, the ideal foods, and I Mm -hmm. followed through to a T. There was even a cranberry dish that I did not even partake in. Sometimes I wait for like Mm. once that first plate is clear, and then I bring the cranberry in. I avoided it altogether and went Ooh. seconds on mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. Oh, How yeah. about you? How was your Thanksgiving? It was a good Thanksgiving. You know, there was actually no mashed potatoes at my Thanksgiving. Oh, and so is, is the rice a replacement for mashed potatoes? No, no rice either. I, I was also with my, my in-laws. And uh, those are two oh, okay. dishes that uh, I guess it's not, yeah, not have, big. Hold on a second. What what is the replacement for mashed potatoes in the hearts of the people? Well, we have there's there's a lot of mac greens. And cheese? There's mac and cheese. We have green we have green beans, lima beans, and greens, which is right. you know different kind of greens. So lots of greens. Right. And we did have that almond sweet potato casserole, which to send you a picture of, but I, I enjoyed that. Uh right. but yeah, no no mashed potatoes, no rice. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe next year. Now, did you have any eggnog <laughs> is the question. 
I did not. Uh, as previously stated, I'm holding off due to my oh, high right. cholesterol and working on uh, <laughs> being healthy. I'm giving myself an allowance of one thing of eggnog. And I didn't want to have it at Thanksgiving and then not be able to have it at Christmas. So I'm saving oh, it. Yeah. My, uh, the Baranowski family is getting together for Christmas. And uh, that will be the time that I partake with my, probably my, my brother and my father. Both egg I think fanatics like myself. Friend of the show, your brother, Jacob, I think has already begun partaking and is uh, yeah, partaking he, regularly. He is, uh, yeah, he is not. Uh, yeah, he's enjoying the holiday season <laughs> entirely. I did buy. <clears throat> so to my chagrin, there is no Oberweiss eggnog available uh, in Florida. So I, mm-hmm. I did buy an eggnog. It is the Horizons Organic Eggnog. Do you have any experience with this? No, I've never heard of it. I'm okay. looking it well, up right now. haven't tried it yet, because um, I, I did not find your recommended brand. What is it? Prairie Acres? Prairie Farms? Prairie Farms? That might be a Home Midwest on the range. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it, and I will report back on the eggnog. Can we... Can we get a can we give a get a live testing and a live reaction? I'd love to even if I'm not around for it, I'd love to see a little maybe like an Instagram on our movies on the side Instagram little video. Yes. Yes, I will do that. That's a great idea. I'd appreciate it. I'll do that, listeners. Which is why you should go follow at movies on the side on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, give us money on Patreon. Merry Christmas. Absolutely. And watch Steven <laughs> drink eggnog for the first time in a long time. And give That's you right. his honest opinions. Now, you made sure you did not go with the low-fat eggnog, correct? No, no. I'm, no, no. Okay. No. Okay. No, that seems it's sort of like sour, it's like sour cream. I have, I've never found a light sour cream that was as good yeah. as regular sour cream. Well, and, and keto, you want the opposite. You want uh, the double fat. You want all you that You don't fat. want any of that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Last, last uh, follow-up question. Did you go out on Black Friday? I did not. Again, an mm-hmm. ideal Thanksgiving uh, for me. No shopping required. I might have bought something on Amazon, but no, I did not. Um, I did not go out shopping. Did you? Did you have any memories or times in the past where you have gone out? Uh, yes. I. I'm trying to think. It might have been age. Might have been eighteen, seventeen, or eighteen. Right around moving to Kyle. No. Could have been later. Maybe it was nineteen or twenty. I went early to, I think, like an Office Depot because they had a deal <laughs> on laptops. Oh, okay, okay. A stapler. <laughs> a stapler. I believe had to get that stapler. Nice. Yes. <laughs> so, I believe I waited in line to try to get a laptop. If I remember correctly, I don't think I ended up. It ended up working. Like I don't think. They passed out vouchers to people online for those who wanted that particular laptop. Yeah, and I, don't, yeah. I think they ran out before they got to me. So I, but it was like fifteen minutes till it opened. So I literally, I think I was with my sister at the time, um, and I think we just like ran into the store just to get the feel of like, hey, we did it, and then we browsed around for a couple of minutes and then left with nothing. I think. <laughs> That's not a good experience. Did you? Then went to eat breakfast. You got there super early? Yeah, I want to say like I, it was like a 4 or 4.30 arrival. But I think yeah. the, 
the laptop was my biggest like all right i'm committed to do this mm-hmm. what about you mm-hmm. i i assume at some point in time you really had like a laptop or a tv that you were you had your eyes on this feels right in line the robless way <laughs> so there was a couple years ago i did a midnight coals run for some appliance and uh, that was relatively tame but I do remember one year, I believe I was 18 or 19, and I was very into, yeah, I needed some kind of like uh, time travel, uh, thank you. I was 18 years old, I was very into the Kiefer Sutherland 24 television series. <laughs> That's pretty I good. all your Foley work. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. And I remember, I, I... Not only enjoyed getting movies on DVD, but also TV series Mm. on DVD where you can get entire seasons. Typically, those seasons would cost around $60,000 to $5,000, depending (laughs) on the TV show. Right. And I remember Circuit City, for those who would remember that fateful electronic store who couldn't compete with Best Buy. Circuit City was selling seasons of 24 on DVD for like 10 to $20. Tremendous mm-hmm. sale. Like 70 to 80% off. Right. Incredible. So I remember my dad and I, we left the house around 4 in the right. morning, went to Circuit City, already hundreds of people in line. And I, I remember when it hit 5 a.m. when they opened, someone at the door was counting how many people and by the time my dad and I crossed the threshold, we were like 430-something in line, which just boggled my mind, like incredible that that many people would go that early. And I remember dashing to the DVD baskets or racks or whatever, trying to find my seasons of 24, which I, I think I got like- Scrooge McDucking in that pile <laughs> right. of DVDs. That's right. I think I got four seasons when it was all said and done. But I remember trying to search for them, like trying to carefully move DVDs out of the way, looking behind other ones. It was like a floor-standing basket, like tall, you know. And as I was digging, I I remember this one guy came up and totally like Sonic the Hedgehog into that DVD (laughs) basket. And his DVDs went flying. All of my meticulous work trying to dig down deep was undone. Like it was a tremendous display of, of feverish Black Friday-ness. And it, it might have traumatized me because I never went out again in the morning. It was just, it was, it was too much. Wow. But you did come away yeah. with some 24 seasons. I do. And I still got them. All right, Nate. Well, we have a great movie to talk about today. <laughs> I am very excited. Because we have watched your admittedly favorite movie, Sherlock Holmes, the 2009 Movie starring Robert Downey Jr. I'm looking right now, the Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like maybe we should do this with all the movies going forward. It's a good segue into it. Absolutely. Rotten Tomatoes, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes, 77% audience satisfaction. Mm -hmm. But I just would like to say, I loved this movie. Yeah. It was a wonderful movie. It was a wonderful movie. Yes. It was so good. Tell me more. From the moment that the theme songs and the, the whatever began to play as they were running through the streets of London, 
I was like, this this movie. It's great. <laughs> Hans Zimmer, a great soundtrack. Uh, you know, I was wondering if it was Hans Zimmer. It, it felt a little Zimmery. Yeah. Yeah. Pure Zimmer. But, and then, you know, there's that first scene with Robert Downey Jr. And he walks through the fight in his head every step of the way and then executes it exactly like he says. Ah, it's so good. Head cocked to the left, partial deafness in ear. First point of attack. Two, throat, paralyzed vocal cords, stop screaming. Three, got to be heavy drinker, floating rib, deliver. Four, finally, dragging left leg, fist of patella. Summary prognosis, conscious in 90 seconds, martial efficacy, quarter of an hour at best, full faculty recovery, unlikely. And and they do the, uh, you know, they had to have like a kind of a special digital camera to do the slow motion, like punching shots. Right, Like that's right, an actual, right. like the punch in the face, you know, you get, get to see kind of the skin. Yes. Yes, it was so good. And the other fight scene where he does that, where he's like in the boxing ring. That was mm-hmm. super satisfying as well. Ah, yes. It was really good. So, Robert Downey Jr., you know, like Iron Man, you know, I can't imagine anyone else playing Iron Man. And uh, Sherlock, I have to say, he plays a great Sherlock. And him as the character is very believable, and I love it. And Watson, too. That's a great, it's a great back-to-back year of, he did Iron Man 2008. And then this in 2009. And I oh, can't yeah. imagine like a better one-two punch of just like, I'm back on the scene. I'm a big-time movie star. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was very good. And so the, there's a little, little culty stuff in this movie. You know, mm-hmm. some, some black magic. But I have to say that, that first scene with Lord Blackwell, that he, uh, you know, Watson's about to like punch him. And Sherlock stops him because Lord Blackwell has this like shard of glass, like, right? Held between his hands. I was like, "Oh man, like that's so good. That's such a good right. detail idea. Like all of it. I love. I really like the. I mean, like the movie has a bunch of kind of culty dark stuff, but I like yeah. that the approach to it is basically like, no, there's actually like this is a, a front, and there's actually like scientific dastardly deeds done you know like the like he kind of exposes it as like you know this is they, they've drugged her with this thing and they yeah and I, I thought i thought they were going to because at the end of the movie when they're on the bridge jumping ahead like robert down jr is telling him all the science stuff that he figured out and why lord blackwell's a sham and i was afraid they were going to leave the hanging and him blackwell faking his death I thought they were going to leave that out at like a loose end, but he even uh-huh. covered that, like the final scene where Robert Downey Jr. is like practicing the hanging and, you know, they talked about the frogs being uh, paralyzed or whatever, like they, they got it all. Right. It was, uh, it was right. great. He found it all. Um, let's talk about, um, did you like, uh, Mar- is it Mark Strong, I believe is the bad guy, is Lord Blackwell? Yes, uh, yes. Did you find, I found him, I will just, Spoiler for you. I found him a very compelling villain because he is the dark, dislikable guy, but he's yeah. also like, you can tell he's kind of a mini boss for what's going to be Moriarty. You know what I mean? I thought he was great in this movie. 
I did too. And I thought like they did cool makeup on him. Like he looked super pale in a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. And so a little Dracula-ish. Right. And I don't know if that front tooth on him is crooked normally, <laughs> but if not, it was a nice touch. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh, no, I, I, I liked him as the bad guy. Um, again, I loved Watson. Uh, I thought all the fight scenes were really cool. Uh, just the way they were shot and choreographed and all that. <laughs> There's that one scene where Watson and Sherlock are in the, the stagecoach and Sherlock says something stupid and Watson just like punches him in the face. I love that moment. <laughs> like, like it's so funny. Right. And and even and then the dinner scene with Sherlock, Watson, and Mary. Right. Sherlock like reads Mary's riot act up and down but gets the one detail wrong that her fiance died and is not that he left her like oh it was so good like every, everything about it was great what what this one did and this did you ever see the the PBS Sherlock the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock I had seen I had seen a couple episodes but I I couldn't get into it I don't know why Okay well this is like this came out before that series but I think this to me this felt like I'm I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes fan kind of the through the years and like through like I used to watch Basil Rathbone play Sherlock Holmes back in like black and white movies and things. So I, I've always loved this character and I've yeah. read a lot of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle stuff. Mm. I feel like this one came the closest to showing that he's not just a super smart guy who's like perfectly charming. He's right. You know, he has like kind of addiction issues. Uh, he he's a savant. Like he's a savant, he has a tremendous right. intelligence. Yeah, right. And, but, but a lot of hangups. Right, and some bad the kind of social acuity and um, kind of throughout and the act like not as funny as, for example, what Sir Arthur Conan Doyle writes from him. But like in the books, like he's constantly experimenting with some sort of opiate that you know that he's using as a sedative. Right. Uh, you know and he's pretty brash and pretty like you know not always uh says the right thing so i think this movie it brings in humor i think robert downey jr brings in some like comedic parts of it but i like that they kind of show him as um you know he needs watson to be around to kind of balance him out in the humanity aspect of it which i like that relationship yeah and like when he forgets his revolver and i i think in the opening fight scene (laughs) watson's actually like you forgot your revolver, didn't you? <laughs> and just that those little moments are right. are great. And now, romance corner. Mm. How do you feel about uh, Sherlock and is it Adler? Irene Adler, right? Yes, Irene Adler. How, what do you think about them? I, I think it's I think it's perfect. Like, yeah, I, okay. I'm I I know I just gush about this movie, but I think their amount of like chemistry we don't know any background about them but the idea of like they have this flirty chemistry but at the same time they're like have different purposes all the time is i don't know i found it delightful when when she's in his apartment and we see them together for the first time why are you always so suspicious should i answer chronologically or alphabetically Careful not to cut yourself on this lethal envelope. Right. <laughs> I love those little lines. Like, those are so good. 
He's got and, yeah, he's got some great ones. And then like yeah, she leaves him handcuffed there in that in the hotel and the maid comes <laughs> in. He's like, Which the secret to my escape. <laughs> I laughed. Like that was hilarious. Like he's that pillow. He's like, I know how it sounds, but the key to my escape is behind this pillow. <laughs> it was so good. And uh, there's a couple lines here. I love how several times he asks, What are the facts? And he has a he has a line where he talks about so many people string theories and let the facts try to fit into them, but few actually t- take the facts and form theories from them, which it was kind of cool, you know, that yes. you get a, a glimpse into how his brain operates. Yes. And and then there was a line where it was understood that Blackwell was not dead, <laughs> and, and uh, Sherlock tells Watson, It's a matter of professional integrity. No girl wants to marry a doctor who can't tell if a man's dead or not. And then he's talking to one of the police guys, and he 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 says like something something about chambermaids, like really downing chambermaids. And the guy's like, "My wife's a chambermaid." And the the look on Robert Downey Jr.'s face was just so perfect. Like he does a great yes. job face acting. Yeah, it's great. Yes. The um another interesting dynamic is the that he kind of comes around on having Watson and Mary be together because at first he's very resistant to it because he views Mary as stealing away his, his partner in crime or in solving crime. Um, and he's kind of got that, that jealous, uh, jealousy thing going on. So I love that throughout the course, the, the growth that he experiences is like, you know what, I want him to be happy even in my own kind of faulty way. I love that scene where uh, Adler has been taken hostage. You know, Lord mm-hmm. Blackwell has set up this elaborate trap system or whatever. And there's that explosion down the dock, oh. walkway or whatever. That slow yes. motion, that slow motion of Robert Downey Jr. running from the flames and he like grabs a wooden pallet to like shield himself. From a wow. blast? Like, yes, like it was so How did they good. Feel that? I don't know, like those two thousand nine special effects, like pretty incredible. Like I, I thought it was really good. And if I remember correctly, that scene plays while like a single violin or fiddle or yes. something like yes. plays kind of a haunting riff over top yes. of it, and like that's all the sound there is. Yes, it's it's really very good. Like it is so so good. And uh, one of my favorite characters is that boat captain guy. <laughs> Yes. Uh, that Robert Downey Jr. says, like, he knows these canals like a fish. And Watson's like, yeah, he sure drinks like one. <laughs> Just those little quippy lines. It's, it's so good. Right. I, yeah. I think an, an underrated moment in the movie, but I, I've, I mean, I own this movie. I've seen this movie upwards of, I mean, at least five times in my life. Um, maybe yeah. more. I love the part where he fills, uh, he's, okay, so. I mean, spoilers for all those who haven't seen this 2009 movie from nine years ago. <laughs> right. When um, he's been, Holmes has been taken by, what's his name? The guy who's really working. Oh, yeah. Lord the, uh, Coward. 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 Coward, yeah. 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 Hilarious uh, name. He's kind of been taken, taken by him, right. And he starts like smoking up the apartment and like closing, he closed the yeah. flue. And, oh. And the yes. idea of him like turning around with the gun to point at where he thinks Holmes will be, and all yes. of a sudden you hear Holmes' voice. We take power at noon. There isn't any time to waste there. 
That was great. Like when he shuts the fire chimney thing and it gets smoky. And uh, I also love all the fight scenes with the, the big French guy. Yes. Like the, the Andre the Giant character. Dredger. Dredger. <laughs> Dredger. And then that first scene, Holmes is like, may I have a moment? <laughs> He's like, take as long as you need. Right. <laughs> it, was so, it was so hilarious. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> That's so He's good. I, I really think like across the board from from like all these side characters are just spot on. Like I thought Inspector Lestrade was great. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that that guy Dredger, the the um, coward I thought was a kind of a snivelly cool character. It was hard to find any weak link. I mean, it was all it was just good. It was really good. A lot of fun. Well, so the, now yes. that you've you've seen this movie, there is a uh-huh. sequel to this movie. I saw that that came out in 2011. Yes. So there's another one like this. It is not as good as this. My warning okay. to you. I think you should still watch it, just because you'll you'll enjoy like Watson and Holmes. Their relationship is still great. Plenty of great quips. Okay. Overall, and it includes Moriarty. But not as not as good of a movie all in all than this one. Okay. But I still suggest if you liked this one, you'll enjoy seeing the characters again. Well, let us rate this movie on the specific rating system for this movie from zero to five violins that Sherlock plays throughout the movie. There's a one scene where he's strumming it and those flies are going like counterclockwise or whatever. I think Robert Downey Jr. is actually strumming it legitimately. Like he seems like he's really courting it. So that was impressive. Hmm. So from zero to five violins. Now I know I went first last time, but should you go first? Because <laughs> knowing you love this movie, or should I? Sure, I'll go first. To me, this movie is a five. Five violins. Five violins. Wow. If I oh, you know what I? There's something about about me that doesn't want to give the extreme. So like, I could say four and a half. But like the half one is maybe just a smaller violin that you can still play. It's not broken in half. <laughs> right, right. This movie, I mean, this it really is a top five movie for me. Yeah, it has it it has everything that I need. It has the suspense, it has a little bit of romance, it has a great uh friendship and relationships, it's got a good bad guy, it's got the the tease of a future movie and a bigger a bigger bad coming. So there's a little bit of impending right. doom. It's got wit, humor, and it's very in, it's very intelligent in its screenwriting. And I think think the action, like like you talked about, running along that dock and having the explosions, the fist fight, uh, them both wrestling with the big giant dredger dude. Yeah, all that stuff. It's really great. That's pretty good. All right. Well, you know what. I'm going to agree with you and say 4.5 violins. I think it's a great movie. Mm. It ticks a lot of boxes for me. I enjoy these kinds of movies. Uh, All the wittiness. I think the action is great. I think the plot is good. And I just really enjoyed it. I like the foreshadowing of Moriarty. I think that was a cool, mysterious character. And 
I, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. So yeah, 4.5 violins for me. All right, well, our top five today are top five movies from 2009. And I think this falls pretty squarely in your rose-colored glasses era, does it not? I believe this uh, is at the tail end. I think this kind of finishes off the, I was becoming an adult during this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coming of age. This might have been the time where I first started getting more critical of movies. Or maybe not critical, but I some more critical thinking. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. I have two of them. My two honorable mentions are District 9. I don't know if that will come up later for your list, but I found it enjoyable. It also seems like a movie that you would really like. A spoiler, I've never seen it. I've heard it's oh, good. Okay. I feel like I would oh. enjoy it, but I've never, I've never seen it. Uh, and my other one is Couples Retreat. That I think Vince Vaughn is in it, Kristen Bell. Um, and I found, oh. I think I remember it being very funny. I, I think I watched it with a group of friends back then. So Couples Retreat is also an honorable mention. Okay. My two, uh, I also have two honorable mentions. Uh, one being, since it was in a top five before, I wanted to put it in the honorable mentions, but The Blind Side, starring Sandra Bullock. <laughs> and <laughs> it's still, it's a good movie. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to yeah. say about it. And then my other honorable mention is Watchmen, the comic book movie. It's, Pretty dark and gritty, but from what I remember, I enjoyed it. I, you know what? I don't think I ever saw that movie, to be honest. It's, it's a little weird. Like I'm not going to lie. It's a weird one. <laughs> All right. Should I begin? Number five, Avatar. James Cameron's uh. Avatar. I saw this movie in theaters because I wanted to be part of the cultural zeitgeist <laughs> i found i saw it in 3d and i will have to say it's one of my favorite 3d experiences because it was done really well it wasn't just tacked on 3d um i find it very interesting it was obviously beautiful enjoyable um but personally not uh my my number five i think i give it respect but it's not one of my top ones. Yeah. You know, I think I'll retroactively put that in my honorable mentions too. <laughs> I, I have seen it. I don't remember loving it or thinking it was, I know it was groundbreaking for a lot of reasons, 3d and all that kind of stuff. James Cameron, uh, you know, great. I just didn't personally enjoy it as much as other movies. So mm. I'll put in my honorable mentions, but my number five is X-Men origins Wolverine. Oh no. Now I know in the pan- <laughs> I know in the pantheon of X-Men movies this is not one of the better ones but I pretty much love all X-Men movies doesn't matter how bad they are and I still think Hugh Jackman for however bad a movie is around him is a great Wolverine and so I'm putting X-Men Origins over Yeah you're right that that movie in my opinion like was not good but it's very rewatchable and a guilty pleasure kind of Absolutely. Way. And like Ryan Reynolds got his first Deadpool moment in that movie. Which he constantly makes fun of now because of how terrible that, that was with Deadpool. Right, which, which almost makes it even better. <laughs> right. The, can I just pause real quick on that X-Men Origins? Because I have many thoughts on it. But I wanted to say 
I found the romance of that miles above anything that Jean Grey and Wolverine had in any other movie. I thought Wolverine with his his wife, yeah, who like had named him Wolverine. I thought that romance, as far as romance corner, was excellent. Agreed. I agree. Come at me. No, no, I think you're right. I agree. My number four is a bit of a, maybe it's like a, an indie hit, but it is 500 Days of Summer. Oh my. Have you ever seen this movie? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never have I ever. Um, maybe it hit me at the right time of life, but 500 Days of Summer is an interesting, I really like it as a, it's a Joseph Gordon-Levitt and it's the girl from New Girl. Oh, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Yep. Um, I I don't know. I I I really like it. It's kind of a jumping around timeline. I think it's uh, it's great. Okay. So, Five hundred days of summer. Okay. Very good. Well, my number four is the based on a true story movie. I think it's based on a true story, but Julie and Julia, the movie about Julia Childs. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I think it's critically no seen as a pretty good movie anyway. You got Meryl Streep there doing awesome stuff. Amy Adams. I thought it was it was enjoyable, fun movie. And uh, yeah, it's my number four. Wonderful. My number three is Star Trek. Yes. The reboot, the first Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Quinto, Quinto. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is just something about it was right around this time that I felt like the return to kind of a grittier origin story. They were just doing they were doing it a lot, but I thought they were actually doing it like pretty well. This yeah. movie, um, I I don't stand by any of the movies since then. As far as like, I think they they just become less and less enjoyable as they go. But yeah. the very first Chris Pine uh, introduction. Of him like driving that motorcycle, the Starfleet yeah. Command, and all that stuff. Really good. I thought it was a really cool cast of characters. Very good. Well, my number three is the movie starring George Clooney, Up in the Air, where George Clooney's like his job is to fly around to companies and fire people, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, him and Anna Kendrick, I think, have uh, great chemistry. I like both of them as actors. And for some reason, I just love, I love that movie. I thought it was great. So Up in the Air is my number three. Okay. I have seen that one. So at least we're on the same page there. I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Number two for me is Taken. Oh. Now, somewhat, somewhat confusing because on IMDb, it originally says 2008. But I looked at the U.S. release was January 30 of 2009. Oh boy! So maybe it was released earlier in Europe. Maybe they didn't think it would be like. I think it was not supposed to really be a hit. It was kind of a sleeper hit. But you know my my love of Liam Neeson and the <laughs> yes. and Taken. So Taken is number two, and it might be one of my top fifteen movies of all time. Taken did not come up when I googled two thousand nine mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I don't think we have time to rejigger this whole list, but Taken is in my top five <laughs> somewhere because uh, I love that movie too. And so somewhere around the up in the air 
And my number two choice, uh, yes, Taken belongs there. Uh, so that, and also my number two was your number three, the Chris Pine Star Trek. I was not a big Star Trek fan before this movie, still had not seen a lot of Star Treks, but this movie was really enjoyable. I thought the action was great, visually beautiful, it was fun to watch. That scene of them diving onto that platform uh, with that, like, that long skydive, like, so cool, so cool. Uh, so yeah, Star Trek's my number two. Quick taken subplot here, because I just had to look up as like why it was considered 2008. It was released in 2008 in France, in China, and in the UK, like throughout the year in 2008. It was released in the United States on January 30th, and in Japan in August 22nd of 2009. So, <laughs> he really spread out the release over <laughs> two years for Taken. Just a little side note there. Really taking over those two years. Kaboom. <laughs> and my number one is no surprise. It's Sherlock Holmes. It's the movie we just watched. Yeah, I have to say, I agree. It moved into hmm. my number one slot. It, again, gets a lot right. Ticks a lot of boxes for me. It brings me a lot of joy that I have brought this into your world nine years yes. after its release. Listen, it's never too late. Absolutely. Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode, Sherlock Holmes. Go follow us everywhere at Movies on the Side and patreon.com slash movies on the side. And stay tuned for uh, a live eggnog tasting on our Instagram. Absolutely. Follow Movies on the Side. And I'm really excited to listen to this episode because I could not hear 50% of what Steven said the whole time. So it'll be, it'll be new to me as well. <laughs>